Hello and welcome back to this episode of High Yield Podcast of Medicine. In this episode, we will discuss alcohol use disorders. Of course, a brief review of alcohol pharmacology and neurotransmitter function or molecular neuroanatomy, as I discussed in our previous episode on alcohol pharmacology, would really help understanding the clinical aspects of alcohol use disorder in this episode much better. However, in the beginning of this episode, I would like to spend some time reviewing the conceptual framework for substance use disorder, given the fact that alcohol functions perhaps as the best example. I would like you to remember the big picture as a series of alcohol-related problems. That includes not only the psychiatric DSM-5 category of alcohol use disorders, but also all the related complications of alcohol in terms of trauma, liver disease, cancers, cardiovascular complications, and else. So within the framework of alcohol-related problems, we have alcohol use disorder. And similar to all other substance use disorders in DSM-5, the alcohol use disorder has two specific categories. One is alcohol abuse and the other is alcohol withdrawal. Each one of these definitions have a conceptual as well as DSM-5-based criteria to them. Alcohol abuse conceptually includes two types of clinical diagnosis. One is acute alcohol intoxication and the other is alcohol dependence. What is the definition of each one of these two types of alcohol abuse? Based on DSM-5, a substance intoxication is an acute and reversible syndrome that's caused by a specific substance. The syndrome includes certain changes in mental functions, including memory, orientation, mood, judgment, as well as different functional domains. This is conceptual understanding of intoxication. Now, what are the symptoms of a substance intoxication? In general, we have slurred speech, dizziness, incoordination, and unsteady gait, nystagmus, double vision, impairment in attention or memory, or stupor and coma. So once more, the acute reversible syndrome of substance abuse, in this case alcohol abuse, is referred to as acute alcohol intoxication or simply alcohol intoxication. In lay terminology, it's referred to as simple drunkenness. Now, what is the second form of alcohol abuse? The second form of alcohol abuse is alcohol dependence. What is definition of dependence? Conceptually, Dependence means a substance use disorder that's characterized not only by abuse, but the symptoms of physical dependence on the substance. Put it simple, what's referred to as substance dependence means abuse plus physical dependence. What are the conceptual frame of substance dependence? 
Substance dependence could be either psychological or physical, and physical dependence is identified by two components. One, tolerance, two, possibility of withdrawal or abstinence syndrome, meaning the patient is so dependent on the substance that he needs to keep using the substance to avoid symptoms of withdrawal. So this is the first component of any substance use disorder, conceptually speaking. It's abuse. Abuse includes acute intoxication or dependence. Dependence means possibility of withdrawal or tolerance plus abuse. Now, the second arm of any substance use disorder, the second category of it, is the withdrawal syndrome itself. Not the possibility of withdrawal, that is a component of dependence, but syndromic or clinical manifestations of abstinence. Now, this is the conceptual framework. Each one of these ideas of dependence, abuse, or withdrawal also have their own DSM-5 diagnostic criteria. For example, for substance dependence, the diagnostic criteria have seven components. As you can imagine, the components should include the symptoms of tolerance and possibility of withdrawal. So the diagnostic criteria of substance dependence includes one, a need for markedly increased amounts of substance, two, diminished effect of the substance, three, withdrawal syndrome, four, the substance is taken in larger amounts or over a longer period. All of these belong to the definition of tolerance and withdrawal. Five, the patient is not able to cut down or control the use. Six, the patient has important activities that he has sacrificed because of the use of substance. And seven, the patient spent a lot of time on activities related to obtaining, using, or dealing with the side effects of the substance. Now, as you pay attention, withdrawal itself is a syndrome with special workup and management. However, withdrawal also indicates that the patient has substance dependence. Why I'm saying this, it's because a patient may come to the clinic and the first manifestation may be withdrawal. However, that also is inclusive of the diagnosis of substance dependence. And that is why in DSM-5, they have referred to the combination of these two categories all together as one diagnosis of substance use disorder. They do not necessarily separate them anymore, as you can see why it's conceptually needed. Um, DSM-5 criteria for substance abuse has, for example, four components. Uh, recurrent drug use. Two is engaged in physical hazardous activities because of the abuse. Three, legal problems related to it. And four, interpersonal problems. Withdrawal has its criteria. One is substance-specific syndromes associated with withdrawal of the substance. Two, syndrome leads to impaired function. And three, it's not caused by known medical condition. You may think I am too picky about this conceptualization and categories, but believe me, in managing and approaching any patient with a substance use disorder, in our case here, alcohol use disorder, we need to be crystal clear that what category of problems we are dealing with. For example, in the episode on alcohol pharmacology, we discussed the clinical correlations to blood alcohol concentration. Now, in which one of these syndromes that 
comes to matter. That's acute intoxication. Now, we have to add here that measurement of blood alcohol concentration has mainly legal implications than clinical relevance, and that's because there is a huge degree of variability on the levels of CNS depressant effects of alcohol based on tolerance level of any intoxicated individual. Now, if you are asked what factor correlates more strongly with the clinical symptoms of intoxication when discussing blood alcohol concentration, remember, it's not the absolute value of BAC, but the rate of rising BAC that has a stronger correlation with degree of intoxication. Now, that said, we need to quickly review the epidemiology of alcohol-related disorders and alcohol use disorder. What you think is the global mortality annually associated with alcohol-related problems? It's an annual 3 million deaths that's due to alcohol-related problems. How many diseases are there in which alcohol plays a significant role? There are 230 different diseases based on World Health Organization statistics in which alcohol plays a major role. In what age group alcohol is the leading cause of premature mortality and disability? Alcohol is the number one cause of premature mortality and disability among people aged between 15 to 49 years. What is the total global burden of disease attributed to alcohol-related problems? Alcohol is accountable for 7.1% of global burden of disease among men and 2.2% among women for an average of 5.1% of the total global burden of the diseases. Now, about United States statistics, around 200,000 annual deaths and 50% of all motor vehicle accident fatalities are associated to alcohol-related problems. What demographics in the United States show higher rate of alcohol consumption? White people, males, liberals, Protestant or Catholics, those with college degree or higher education, and especially those who live on western states have higher rate compared to African Americans, women, those with just high school degree, and especially the lowest rates are reported from southern states, as well as orthodox religious groups and non-Christians. What are some acquired risk factors for alcohol use disorder? Presence of significant disability, presence of other substance use disorders, presence of other psychiatric or mental disorders, especially personality disorders and mood disorders, and certain personality traits. What personality traits increases the risk of alcohol use disorder? Neuroticism, impulsivity, and extroversion. What personality disorders are more commonly associated with alcohol use disorder? Borderline and antisocial personality disorders. Now, we mentioned major patterns of alcohol use disorder include acute intoxication, abuse, dependence, and withdrawal. But there are other patterns of alcohol use and related disorders. Can you give examples? Other maladaptive patterns of alcohol use include continuous heavy use, weekend intoxication, and binge drinking. Now, talking once more about blood alcohol concentration levels, you remember that 
cutoff point of 80 milligram per deciliter for legal purposes, but true or false psychomotor retardation associated with alcohol abuse starts at levels higher than 80. That's false with almost any levels, especially in patients who haven't developed tolerance, with levels as low as 20 milligram per deciliter, it's possible to have slowed motor performance and decreased thinking ability. Again, talking about non-tolerant people, at what blood alcohol level patients may demonstrate nystagmus or alcoholic blackouts at levels higher than 200. What levels are associated with impaired vital signs and possible death levels higher than 300 milligram per deciliter. Now, what level is considered almost invariably lethal? The levels higher than 500 milligram per deciliter. Now, the point is to remember in this level, that's the lethal level of blood alcohol concentration, there is usually no variability between people who have or don't have tolerance. That's even people with tolerance have risk of death at levels higher than 300 and specifically at levels higher than 500. What is alcohol blackouts? It's an episode of intoxication with complete anti-grade amnesia while patient is awake and alert. Okay, now let's compare and contrast the clinical manifestations of acute intoxication versus alcohol dependence. I would like you to remember that the major effects of acute alcohol intoxication includes two systems, CNS and then cardiovascular system. What are the CNS manifestations? Impaired judgment, disinhibition, slurred speech, sedation, and ataxia. Also, remember everything that we discussed in terms of assessment of blood alcohol concentration correlates with those of acute intoxication. What are the cardiovascular effects of acute intoxication? Alcohol is cardiac depressant even at low blood concentrations. Alcohol is also a smooth muscle relaxant, which means in the level of cardiovascular system, it can cause vasodilation with dropping blood pressure. But if you are asked what is the mechanism of hypothermia among an alcohol intoxicated patient, especially in cold season, the clinical scenario could be police has brought a homeless patient or emergency responders have found a patient with hypothermia and in ER management or in site management they find he has high blood alcohol concentration. What is the pathogenesis of this condition? That is vasodilation that in cold environments causes marked hypothermia. What are the chronic effects of alcohol use? In addition to what is referred in lay terminology as alcoholism, that's equivalent of what is referred to as alcohol use disorder with dependence, we have a wide array of organ complications of alcoholism. Yes, we will discuss them briefly, including those of liver, GI system, endocrine system, as well as neoplasias and fetal alcohol syndrome. However, I would like at the beginning for you to 
compare and contrast the chronic alcohol use side effects on neurologic and cardiovascular systems because these are two systems that are also affected by alcohol intoxication or acute abuse. So what are the neurologic manifestations of chronic alcoholism? Remember two conditions, Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome as well as peripheral neuropathy. If you are asked which one is the most common neurologic complication of alcoholism, that is peripheral neuropathy. Now if you have an alcoholic who has ataxia and confusion, how would you know if the patient has thiamine deficiency or not? Remember, while acute intoxication could also be associated with confusion and ataxia, it's only in chronic use that the patient will have thiamine deficiency and symptoms of Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome, such as extraocular muscle paralysis, personality changes, confabulation, and amnesia. Now, while we mentioned cardiac suppression as well as vasodilation are the cardiovascular effects of acute alcohol intoxication, what are the cardiovascular effects in alcoholism or chronic use? Remember, hypertension, anemia, and most importantly, dilated cardiomyopathy. What type of drinking pattern is more strongly associated with arrhythmias? Neither acute intoxication nor chronic use, but binge drinking is the strongest risk factor among different patterns of alcohol abuse for development of arrhythmias. Now, we talked about thiamine deficiency in Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. What are the other manifestations of nutritional diseases possible in alcohol abuse? Pellagra or niacin deficiency as well as folate deficiency are other examples of nutritional deficiencies seen among alcoholics. What gastrointestinal complications or disorders could be associated with alcohol use? In addition to alcoholic fatty liver disease spectrum and malabsorption syndromes as we mentioned, pancreatitis and GI bleeding are other examples of alcohol-related complications. Remember that even though ethanol is not categorized as a primary carcinogen, it's also associated with increased risk of certain neoplasias within GI tract and a small increased risk of breast cancer. However, remember tobacco has a stronger association as a risk factor for breast cancer. Now, there are certain metabolic derangements that could be seen among alcoholics of either acute intoxication or long-term abusers. What are the common examples? Hypoglycemia and low levels of other electrolytes, most notoriously hypo hyponatremia. Is the main reason for hypoglycemia among chronic alcoholics impaired or inhibition of gluconeogenesis? A bridge to biochemistry, you may remember that alcohol increases formation of lactate while preventing entry of lactate into gluconeogenesis because of depletion of NAD. Another bridge to biochemistry that's of relevance here for our clinical discussion is impaired function of most dehydrogenase enzymes among alcoholics. In other words, why you should always provide thiamine together with glucose in hypoglycemic patients who have the risk of alcohol abuse is because of the fact that these dehydrogenases are thiamine requiring enzymes and giving glucose alone 
would suddenly worsen the symptoms of thiamine deficiency in terms of manifestation of Wernicke Korsakoff. You have a patient who receives a glucose injection and develops nystagmus or his or her confusion and ataxia gets worsened. Also, do you remember the name of the condition associated with hyponatremia seen among excessive beer drinkers? That is beer potomania. What hematologic conditions could be seen as a complication of alcoholism, bone marrow suppression, macrocytosis, and different types of anemias? What infectious conditions could complicate alcoholism, especially pneumococcal or meningococcal, as well as different types of pneumonias? Remember, Klebsiella pneumonia is a specific example of the cause of pneumonia among alcoholics. And finally, do you remember some manifestations of fetal alcohol syndrome? It's associated with mental retardation, growth deficiencies, microcephaly, and characteristic mid-facial underdevelopment. Also, please add oropharyngeal cancers in addition to the risk of GI and a slight increased risk of breast cancer to the neoplasias that could be associated with alcohol use disorders. This finishes our discussion of clinical symptoms and signs of acute intoxication as well as chronic alcohol abuse. In the next episode, we will discuss the assessment, workup, management of different types of alcohol use disorder with the emphasis on the very high yield subject of alcohol withdrawal.